0: Jeez, Dad! Not the car again! No, oh, happens all the time with old Betsy. Have you checked out Carvana yet? They have thousands of cars for under twenty thousand dollars. But do those thousands of cars have personality like old Betsy? Betsy's held together by tape, and there are raccoons living in the engine. It's a family car. Uh, there are flames on the hood. Ah, custom paint job. No, Dad. The car's on fire. How many cars did you say Carvana had? Visit Carvana.com to shop thousands of cars for under twenty thousand dollars. We'll drive you happy at Carvana. Hello, and welcome to The Daily Poem, brought to you this month by Bibliophiles. I'm Heidi White, and today is Monday, February 21st. February is Black History Month, uh, and in honor of that, I'm going to read for you a poem by American poet Jericho Brown. He's a contemporary poet. He's written three volumes of poetry, Please, the New Testament, and The Tradition, uh, the tradition was published in 2019 and it won the Pulitzer Prize for poetry and was a finalist for many other awards. Uh, Jericho Brown has won many awards for his poetry. He's also an educator. Uh, he's an associate professor and the director of the creative writing program at Emory University in Atlanta. Uh, and today's poem is called The Card Tables. And this is how it goes Stop playing. You do remember the card tables, slick stick figures like men with low cut fades, short but standing straight because we bent them into weak display. What didn't we want? What wouldn't we claim? How perfectly each surface was made for throwing or dropping or slamming a necessary portion of our pay. And how could any of us get by with one in the way? Didn't that bare square ask to be played on? beaten in the head, then folded, then put away, all so we could call ourselves safe now that there was more room, a little more space. I really, really love this poem. The more that I read it, the more that I love it. Uh, The poem's pretty short. It's only 14 lines long. And for all you people who know poetry, you've got your ears perked up right now. Uh, And it is a not quite a sonnet. does not meet all the criteria for a sonnet, which is a very rigid form. Uh, but uh, Jericho Brown here is playing with the formal elements of a sonnet. Uh, first, it's 14 lines long, all sonnets are. Uh, and it also has at its core, a central image, which we call a conceit. Uh, and over the centuries of poetry, uh, many poets have used conceits within sonnet. And a conceit is a long extended metaphor that goes through the Whole poem that bears a lot of symbolic weight and is explored from various aspects throughout the poem. And that's certainly true here. Uh, And another aspect of the poem that seems to really meet the criteria for a sonnet are the final two lines, uh, which kind of form a, uh, a little bow, a final contemplation that ties the whole poem together. Um, uh, so there's some other aspects of, of this poem that don't quite meet the criteria. The, the rhythm and the rhyme aren't perfectly consistent with the sonnet, but he is playing with the form, which I think fits this poem really, really well. And I'll come back to that here in a minute. The conceit at the heart of this poem is the playing of cards. And the playing of cards is a thing in itself that carries a lot of competition, a lot of culture uh, governed by rules. Uh, and, and so in that sense, just a game of cards uh, is enough to write a poem about. But Jericho Brown is using that as a conceit to explore uh, bigger questions of human justice and suffering and exploitation. Uh, There's this complex interplay of contrasts in a game of cards, right? Uh, There's a a sense of competition, of masculinity, uh, of culture, um, of chance versus strategy, uh, which brings a lot of energy to the game. Uh, But also on the flip side, there is also always victimization and exploitation, at a game of cards. Uh, Within competition, somebody loses. And cards tend to lend itself to cheating, which he addresses uh, within this poem. There's these rules that govern a game. um, And yet in order to win, people exploit uh, and break these rules all the time. Um, Looking at cards themselves, a deck of cards, right? Many of them look like people, right? We even call them Face cards, uh, cards, uh, individual cards in the deck of cards. They they carry transactional and intrinsic values per card. Uh, cards can be manipulated, and yet they hold power on the playing table. Uh, they are characterized by the players um, and categorized uh, within a game of cards. There are people who have power. Right? Uh, we even say that uh, use that as a metaphor in everyday life. Somebody with power uh, is often. Referred to as holding all the cards, right? Uh, cards receive violence. Uh, and so there's this uh, very complex interplay of value uh, and power uh, within a game of cards. Uh, so there's a lot of symbolic weights on a card game, which lends itself to this contemplation of justice and power dynamics, right? Like all great poets, Jericho Brown uses this uh, conceit to explore multiple levels of human experience and existence. Uh, On the personal level here, a card game can bear the weight of personal triumph and trials within an individual's life. Uh, On the public level, uh, this poem explores, as I said, justice, uh, human justice, social justice and power dynamics, who is holding the cards uh, and and, and what what does that mean uh, for a society, right? Uh, And on a more universal level, this poem explores human suffering and the nature of happiness as a game, right? Uh, Human interactions and relationships as competitive, uh, as a process of elimination. Whoever holds the cards and wins the game wins the most resources, uh, which becomes this kind of universal contemplation uh, of what it means to be human. Um, and, uh, and, And so that's what I meant when I said earlier that kind of breaking, Form, playing with the form of the sonnet uh, really works within this poem. There's kind of overarching, uh, kind of sonnet like quality to the poem, but uh, there's also a dissonance within the poem, which I think fits very well for the contemplation of the card game. Uh, And again, to go back to the idea of these final two lines, uh, let me read them again. All so that we could call ourselves safe now that there was more room, a little more space uh those final two lines um which typically are called a couplet within a, within a sonnet and again these these two lines don't quite Fit the criteria for a couplet, but they um, they bear the weight of meaning that a couplet usually does, which is to tie the whole uh, theme and all the various threads that are being thrown out within the rest of the poem to kind of tie them together and leave us with it a lingering contemplation uh, of injustice and um, inequity within a card game. Uh, so here it is again, one more time: "The Card Tables" by Jericho Brown. Stop playing. You do remember the card tables, slick stick figures like men with low cut fades, short but standing straight because we bent them into weak display. What didn't we want? What wouldn't we claim? How perfectly each surface was made for throwing or dropping or slamming a necessary portion of our pay. And how could any of us get by with one in the way? Didn't that bare square ask to be played on? Beaten in the head, then folded, then put away. All so we could call ourselves safe. Now that there was more room, a little more space. This has been The Daily Poem, produced by Goldberry Studios, post-production by Logan Green. I'm Heidi White. Thank you for listening. And we'll be back again tomorrow with another poem. This episode of The Daily Poem is brought to you by Bibliophiles, a production of the Center for Lit Podcast Network, where the Andrews family brings the great ideas of Western literature to bear on the life, art, and culture of our modern world. Look for Bibliophiles, that's Bibliophiles with an F, wherever you get your podcasts, or find curriculum materials, online classes, and book clubs at centerforlit.com.